Here's a tip. Before purchasing a room, give it a one solver with this, the Stink Finder. Designed by the folks at Stink Free, the Stink Finder reveals sources of biological contamination and helps you identify them with this handy key. Just turn it on, scan the bed, and the stains will appear like magic. Let's see. Blood, urine, vomit, semen, feces. Jesus Christ, who's staying here? Bill Clinton? Hello, listening people. Hello. How are you, Mr. Voice? And I'm Bartek. <laughs> and my name is How Are You, Mr. Voice. First name, How Are You? Last name, Mr. Voice. Sounds like an old school TV show name. It sounds, How Are You, Mr. Voice? <laughs> it sounds like one of those old Japanese shows where they're like, and we are secret agent man. Hello, Mr. Voice. And... <laughs> And goodbye, Mrs. Face. <laughs> Which means, uh, I heard what you said and I've met you. So I'm Ryan and that's Bartek. Spin Polish. Always spitting. Always Polish. Could you share a piece of Polish knowledge with us, Bartek? Uh, to reaffirm our state in the Polish podcasting community. Uh, yes, we are. I, th- I think we're still number four. I hope so. I hope no one's kicked us off. I got an email recently, actually, letting us know, just fun fact, that we're doing well in Sweden's ranking on the Apple thing. Oh, okay. We're just, we're doing well. Didn't tell us how far, but just Sweden's liking us. I wonder which episode kicked off that trend. Mm, I don't know. Maybe it will be this one even kicks (laughs) it off more. (laughs) Any Polish trivia, fun fact, information, Uh, updates? Poland is near Sweden. Oh, there you go. Is it... Available to invade it easily. I think it's just north. Okay, maybe well, here we are. We are talking about something this month, Bartek. This is our monthly show in which we talk about a television show. Yeah, we had to do that because we're not physically in the same room. But now we are. But we didn't know we were going to be yeah, when this, we were doing this. This is like so. the third episode of this show that we've done in we, the same room. We talked about, uh, didn't we talk about Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks in person. and um, Double the Fist. And Double the Fist. Yeah, so it's been a while since we've talked about TV shows in person. Uh, the TV show of discussion this week is, Bantic, could you tell us? It is Jihad Ranky's, uh Wanderlust. You have a real hard time. Gerhard Rankies. Gerhard Rankies Wanderlust. Wanderlust. From 2003, I think. Yes, indeed do it is. So we are talking about this television show. One that I dare say few people have seen. Especially of our age demographic, at least. I would say that this is definitely one that has been forgotten in the sands of time whether that is justifiable or not we'll discuss it but since we are discussing it uh we'll be talking about it in details this is a comedy show uh how would you pitch this show Bartek? what would you say the idea of this show what is Gerhard Rankis Wanderlust so this is a uh mockumentary style travel show which is starring a uh a character and that mm. character which is you know the main gimmick of this uh travel show is a uh a german man with incredibly bad luck is incredibly ignorant about a lot of things sorry mm. my, i'm getting choked up <laughs> he's naively <laughs> ignorant he's naively like... ignorant and just a lot of things just keep going wrong for him 
Sometimes it's his own fault, sometimes it's just the nature of the beast, and each episode is him going to a location. So this week it's Ireland, and he's going to have a little arc in that episode about wanting to be a writer and falling in love and all this kind of stuff, and then the next one is the Andes, and it's this fictitious character going around these countries and making this travel show with some of it feeling like that level of... Did the people involved around him know? And if they did, how much so? And like, obviously, most of this is staged as characters. Steven Spielberg's in it. <laughs> but some of it is from just the outlook of it, just looking at it. Some of it is like, well, those are the real people who live here and they're being roped into this. Do they know that this is a fictitious comedy show or are they thinking this is just some goofy German travel show? You're, uh, you know, not to put a too fine of a point on it but is this a borat situation where they think this funny foreign man is making a travel log show that's not as heavy a portion of it but there is that little element within this show yeah and that he, is definitely prevalent he's not pranking people but there is that element of are they in on this and even if he even if that element is there he is very much the butt of most of the jokes mm-hmm. so Gerhard Rink is Wanderlust. Evidently, you are not very familiar with this because you can barely remember the title and or pronounce it. You're having <laughs> It's a mostly struggle. the pronunciation, yeah. <laughs> I watched this show when it came out as a small child. My parents were like, you're old enough to watch Gerhard. And I guess I was because I watched it for this. I haven't watched it in a while. I remembered I watched it a few years back, probably like five or six years back when I found out it was on YouTube for whatever reason. This is a Comedy Central show as well. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very odd that this is so freely available. Like, I can understand when we did Double the Fist. Okay, this is a little Australian show. The ABC's not going to give a shit. But like, Comedy Central? They like they crack down on shit. Yeah, these th big <laughs> American, you know... They crack down on these networks. They usually get like, no, you're not going to have a Saturday Night Live sketch unless we upload it on Saturday Night Live channel. Yeah, the, the uploads on YouTube end with like ads for really big Comedy Central shows like South Park and The Chappelle Show. And Crank Yankers. Yeah. Which the actor of Gerhard and the you know central creator was a writer for. Okay. Isn't that interesting? So if you're watching Gerhard, then it would, next would be Crank Yankers. You, you're getting the same guy kind of transitioning through in a way, but you don't realize it unless you look at the at the notes. So I watched this show when I was, when I was young, and I had not seen it until when it was uploaded on YouTube uh, for quite some time. And what I remembered about it was, I remembered it was goofy, but for some reason, and I think, again, this is probably because of the Borat influence, I remembered it being gross. I was like, oh, that was a really gross uh, show. Like... Is going to be like vile. I thought, oh, this is going to be vile. And I said to my wife, Rachel, I don't think you're going to like Gerhard Renke. I think it's going to be too gross for you. And then I watched the show and I was like, where was that coming from? Because this is like <laughs> so innocent and so pure. Like Gerhard has his really, really aggressive moments because he gets angry and frustrated, but it's not as if he is doing what Sasha Baron Cohen is doing or these type of, we've got a goofy character. It's not Miles Barlow where it's like he's getting into these really dire, gross situations. They're always just kind of really silly, naive, goofy, very light comedy affairs with like little adult things in here, like his testicles always hanging out and it's pixelized and 
there's always like a sexual undercurrent to the show in some way because of how he pronounces words and his general demeanor as a person. <laughs> Gerhard is kind of like optimistic child, but also slightly horny, but not really. It's kind of a weird mishmash of things. So I th- walked in going, okay, this is going to be gross. I thought like, even though I watched it a couple of years back, I kind of still recollect of what my feelings were on it when I was a child, because there was this level of, this is a little rude. I'm watching a little, <laughs> something a little rude, even though I was watching South Park and shit by that point, you know? But it's not, really. And that was a fun journey for me re-watching it for this episode, was being like, oh, Gohad's so nice. Because this type of character usually isn't. Yeah. Usually it would be the Sasha Baron Cohen attempt, where it would be like, he's an asshole, or he's doing mean things, or saying really rude things. Like, Gohad doesn't say really rude things he just is naive to the point of an idiot um what did you think of this uh i didn't love it i thought it was just generally okay but i really appreciate how consistent it is with having something funny going on like i don't know that you can take any 15 second segment of the entire show and not have at least like two or three things that are you know doing a comedic something wow i'm i'm you know what i always have a hard time gauging you because i was watching this going oh this is such a bartek show (laughs) oh i can imagine him getting a good chuckle and a good time out of this show because also i pitched i didn't pitch this to bartek at any point i just linked him this here here watch this we're going to talk about this no prep just kind of like man watch this and you see the title and you're like what the fuck is this you must have been like what is this because I don't think I've ever mentioned Gerhard Renke's Wanderlust at any point in our friendship. It's just kind of like... No, you haven't. So I can just imagine you sitting at your home, and then you get a link thrown at you. Gerhard Renke's Wanderlust. We're going to be watching this, but it's like, have fun. It was, it was like, a, yeah, a full message about various things. And then at one point, it's just like, by the way, let, you want to talk about this? And I just said, okay. It's, and then I said K, just let it K, because I'm being snide. And mm. a full stop, because that means it's serious. Yeah. I was thinking of putting a KK there, but I was like, you know, Ryan's being serious. Maybe I won't joke around. You should have put three. <laughs> so you felt like this was okay, didn't blow your socks off, but you like the fact that it was dedicated to the comedy. Like, it's always gag after gag after gag, and something is always happening. There's always there. something, yeah, trying to be funny or being funny. That's uh, That sounds backhanded, but it's always being a comedy. It's got a breakneck pace, for yeah. sure. That first episode in particular, it's like, wow, they're just... It's just moving, 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 moving. Yeah, uh, I feel like the whole thing was just moving, moving, moving. <laughs> see, I watched it differently to you. You watched it all in one sitting. You watched all six episodes in practically one sitting, yes? Yeah, I, I slept between first and second, but otherwise, yes. I watched two episodes a day so i spread it out over three days and i was like okay this is breakneck but i kind of got into the rhythm of it like okay i can understand where it goes so by the time we get to later episodes it didn't feel like as quickly paced as like that first one because it's like whoa okay i'm getting back in like the show immediately starts and he's like hello it's me and he's like treating it like you should know who he is (laughs) and that you know his show and we're going to be traveling to and he spins the globe and he says where he's going to go and then it like abruptly cuts to no no we're going to go here to thailand yeah Yeah, to thailand instead of russia or whatever it was Uh, the himalayas or something weird right and he was like we're gonna go here and then you could hear him like and then change it it just starts and i appreciated that aspect because i forgot that it was mainly a lot of the comedy is just his voiceover it's just a lot of voiceover and just him doing funny things on the screen um what about the show okay so 
you didn't know anything about this. You you sit down, you watch it, and here's what you're given. What were your first impressions? Um, so given the fact that it's been a recurring theme with uh, a televisual event, by the way, it's the name of the podcast, mm. um, I was expecting it to be, okay, it's going to be like a mockumentary show. It's going to be one of those, like, oh, in in the universe that this show exists, there's a bunch of episodes, we're seeing some bits of it, and, yeah, and yeah. that's what it ended up being. Um, and it did have that whole consistency of, oh, there were episodes that existed that we didn't see. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but as, you know, that first episode was going, I I just realised, yeah, this is going to be a travel show, which has a bunch of, uh, you know, conventions to it that has a mass appeal. I think it, very similar to, we were talking way back when we did an episode on Michael, uh, it's kind of like a road trippy kind of thing, which inherently yeah. does have an appeal value because you're you're seeing the world. It has a structure. It has a structure, and uh, and again, it has an appeal. Um, but it's got this additional element of it's got a funny character hosting the whole thing, and whereas these shows kind of tend to have a sort of um, mature uh, world knowledgey kind of vibe to them you know the, the the person that hosts it might be this refined person um there's this person here who as i've described earlier is you know a dumb guy naive, a german backpacker german backpacker and a lot of the show res- revolves around his misfortune like that whole first episode where he's in thailand <laughs> he keeps going to places that it seems like they're kind of crap because he's not enjoying them like the when he goes to see the comedy thing and he's forced to Tell a joke. Tell a joke. And, it's awkward. And he, he goes to that show where he has to shoot ping pong balls out of his bum because he couldn't afford to Because <laughs> he stayed there too long, so they had to work there. What I Just to touch on that, what I, liked, what I like about this mm-hmm. is he doesn't necessarily meet what you would expect the the satire of these travel shows are. Because, yeah, there's the travel show host that either is the, the refined person you're saying or you're kind of... Your Australian beach bum type who's like, I've got knowledge, man. Like, you know, I've been around the world and I speak the language that booty don't need explaining type. Gerhard isn't either of those typical things, but he is something we do recognize, which is German backpacker tourist person. We know that. Whether we've met one in real life or not, we know that image and that idea and that perceived knowledge of what that is. And the idea of having one of these type of people be the host of your travelogue show in itself is actually a really great idea. But what they do with Gerhard and what he actually does and his attitude is more than that. They kind of explore that a bit more with this like childlike, naive energy, but also... He is a full-grown adult who does understand the world around him. Like, it's not like he's a man-child fully. It's not like he's completely oblivious to, like, cool, crazy things are happening. Like, yeah, there's gags of he didn't recognize Bigfoot was behind him many times. Yeah. But there are things where he does have an understanding of, like, yeah, this was shit. And I'm not enjoying myself. But I gotta host. I gotta host the show. And there are some times where he admits that, like, he was feigning ignorance. Like, when he was kidnapped by that... Uh, militia. That militia, the Pube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he eventually, like, leaves. All right, look, guys, you, you get the deal. I've actually been kidnapped. Fun fact, Stockholm the Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> so, your first impressions was like, okay, we're in this mockumentary feel. Here we are. And we've got this goofy character. And he's going on these adventures. Mm-hmm. And you were... You grew comfortable because it had the structure of his show. And none of the episodes break away from that travel log structure. It's not like 
Miles Barlow, right? Where Miles Barlow it, it had like bigger continuity and things started to fall apart and things kind of spiraled out of control. And yeah, and his show structure kind of fell away and fell back in. And that kind of like was very meta. This just kind of every episode is just like, hello, I'm in this place and I'm going to, and he tells you straight up the, straight off from the beginning, this is what's going to happen in the episode. And then you just watch those things yeah, happen. The highlights aren't like gags, like, oh, Miles Barlow, next week I'm going to do this. No, no, he just, Gerhard just does the Ev- things. Everything he says, he we see play out. I like the fact that when you say this is a mockumentary of a, this type of thing, a lot of the times... And this is a good and a bad thing, but a lot of times it is like you're expecting like review with Miles Barlow. It's like this is a review show, but here's the the really sharp comedic edge and twist to that idea, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have ones where it's like Sasha Baron Cohen, where it's like here's this interview show, but here's the twist of Ali G is this fucking asshole man, right? This I really do appreciate that there is no big cynical or clever twist on the travel log format it is just here's a travel show but we've got Gerhard Renke that's who's hosting <laughs> it like you know what I'm saying by that like it's not like there's an episode in which the format of the show starts to deteriorate and it becomes like a psycho fever dream nightmare like Miles Barlow did right mm, yeah it sticks to its guns of this is just a travel show but what happens if you had an idiot as a host and that's kind of it each episode does have their own narratives, like the one where he goes to try and find his great-grandfather and what happened yeah, to him. in the Amazon. <laughs> in the Amazon. So, um, what were some things that worked about the show for you? Because you seem like you enjoyed it, but like you said, it didn't bowl you over. But what did work for you? Uh, well, like I said, the the very honest uh, travelling. Like, he actually does go to places. He actually <laughs> does learn a few things about places and that inherently does have an entertainment value um and obviously like i said there are gags always going on so Mm. there's definitely always a strong sense that there's this is a comedy um i do like the fact that in every episode it it does have like a story going on and they all feel like very different yeah yeah, the, the amazon one it has the whole thing about like his Great grand, his actually it was just his grandfather. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. That's why he says great grandfather at one point because he went missing a hundred years ago. But then yeah. he does just keep calling him grandfather. It's a bit of both, I think. But keep going. He loses a grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and all the all those plots are very different in scale. Like that one is a whole like kind of mystery thing going on. Yeah, like yeah, what yeah. happened to him? Where do I go to find the answers? There's a betrayal. There's a betrayal. And then the the Ireland episode. It was just a kind of very simple. Like oh, I want to be a writer and yeah, 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 look yeah, yeah, the country. Um, so there's a lot of variety going on in what what we have just described as kind of just being you know regular episodes that don't really break away from being these kind of travel shows it's yeah it's impressive what about the performance there are no real other characters it's just gerhard the closest you get is steven spielberg is the other character that's like the closest <laughs> other character you get in the show but but this show relies on that performance, mm-hmm. especially like like with Sasha Baron Cohen. Where I keep saying Sasha, Sasha Baron Cohen, or like Norman Gunston, or like Miles Barlow, where the recurring thing is like this central host character and this performer behind it, and it lives or dies by what you think of that. What did you think of Gerhard Renke, the character, and that performance? Yeah, the performance was really consistent throughout the whole thing. Like, 
he never broke character. He, mm. I don't think he ever really betrayed what the character was. Um, all of the all of the plots that he follows, his performance and the various things he goes through matches uh, mm. the plot. Like you know, he doesn't like stop caring about his grandfather throughout the entire Amazon episode. Mm. Um, he's always thinking about it and moving towards trying to solve that mystery. Um, episodes have like running gags. Like I think the last one was the one that had the what was it the iguana puppet thing yeah 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 yeah. like he that, wanted it and... <laughs> and that was like a very childish gag like he wouldn't talk about it for a while but then he'd bring it up again and then eventually the episode would move towards him finally getting it and just achieving a sort of happiness i love that performance i think it's so so good i can't help but think of my brother-in-law who has a pseudo thick german accent <laughs> just like this guy and I just that makes it funny, but this performance it's it's great. He 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 nails down the right amount of cartoony because you have the obvious gags like and then to heal from my wounds I went to Barbados or whatever. Yeah. And then you see him on the beach and he's got a mustache and it's like all these silly little cartoony things about Gerhard the character and he's got the silly accent and He's saying silly things and you got like the physical comedy that he's doing and he's not afraid to get, you know, to take it out. Like you don't see him naked fully, but you see him in like speedos and mm-hmm. and he's it's like showing off his physique and all that. I like the dedication and the, you know, the just the outright he's he's committed. He's committed to this character. As silly as the character is, it, the character feels lived in and fully realized. And a part of that is the show just takes it that you already know who he is so that in itself also helps the fact that i feel like i already know who gerhard ranky is yeah yeah it somehow achieves a familiarity with this character even though that is the case when you first see him in whatever episode you pick and i yeah the character yeah the characterization that the performance has behind it is is it is just great he has these the physical manner he holds with Gerhard, like you, we all want to focus on the voice, right? The, the the accent and what he accentuates with it. That's obvious. But I love the look, the hair, the glasses, the outfits or lack of clothes, and just the way he reacts to other people when he's interviewing them or like giving side-eyed glances or like when Gerhard is when he when he switches between being the real Gerhard and the host Gerhard because there are those moments like you said like okay we know what's going on here and just the way he transitions between those sometimes obviously and sometimes it's just kind of like oh no no there he is there's the real one the one who hates his ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. in that one little <laughs> moment and we've never heard about that before but there it is he just put, plops that in there and that's a voiceover uh, but it's just like these things that I, I really like about it. And again, the energy, just the energy he has, like he's so enthusiastic as a character and you need a performer with the ability to transmit that across to the screen. And I got that. I feel like, yes, this guy is, he's excited about this thing or he's really not excited. And I believe him. And there's that level that we speak about where it's obvious that this is a fake character, but there's because of his performance, you can kind of see why people would believe that this is a real German backpacker tourist guy. Mm-hmm. And that's a great compliment to have in itself. When when you have a very obvious fake comedy character can still come across like, oh, this is a real life guy. There you go. You nailed it. You done it. You did a good job. You know what one of the crazy things was? 
I don't know if you read the credits when they went on because they they did have extra funny things going on in the credits. Mm-hmm. But did you notice who one of the producers were on this show? No, I don't think I would have. One of your favorite people, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I looked up the the actor Gerhard Renke. He's worked with Jimmy Kimmel in the past. He did some writing stuff for his show and did a couple of appearances on his show mm-hmm. here and there at this period of time and. Uh, yeah, they, they, they seem to still interact, or at least from my understanding. So, yeah, isn't that fun? A piece of information. Because I saw that name, like, Jimmy Kimmel, and then it made me go, Jimmy Kimmel was a thing back then? Because I kind of remember the period time being an Australian. Well, I didn't know Jimmy Kimmel existed until the Sarah Silverman song about fucking Matt Damon, and that involved Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. That's how I found out he existed as a thing. So, I think I was the same, actually. So it's kind of fun when I go back, and I'm like, oh, here's... The show I like, and Jimmy Kimmel was somehow involved. My joke is, you don't like Jimmy Kimmel. You have a real disdain <laughs> for him out of the late night show hosts. I mean, you don't have an opinion on many of them, it seems. But every time you're like, Jimmy Kimmel. It's yeah, just based on some videos I saw once. Yeah, like, oh, I don't like it. You're just like, doesn't do it for me. <laughs> I, I can't give you a consistent like rundown of like, oh, his whole career is. Well, it's just based on a few things. I'm like, oh, I didn't like that. <laughs> And I guess it's just become uh, that I hate him. He's no James Corden. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, let's be honest. Look, I, I fell I fell for him a little bit more when we did when we did The Boss Baby. That was an unappreciated masterpiece. Was James Corden in The Boss Baby? No, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel. Sorry, sorry. I said James Corden. You're like, James... I fell for him. I was like, James... in The Three Musketeers, He was right? The Three Musketeers, yes. We had bird shit in his mouth. It was great. <laughs> Back to Gerhard Renke. I love the running gags because there are many running gags some of which are just like why is this here such as one i thought that you would get a kick out of because it's so silly and so minute but every episode he hurts his ankle and he screams out loud ah my ankle (laughs) did you notice that one because it's just kind of there it doesn't make a big deal out of it but every episode he hurts his ankle and goes ah my ankle i was noticing that he kept like yeah (laughs) having the same kind of trip (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a dumbass. Like, I just love the childlike simplicity of it because it's not the most compelling joke, right? Mm-hmm. Just saying, ah, oh, my ankle. But the fact that they just keep committing to putting it in there <laughs> kind of gives it this charm. Yeah, the fact that he keeps finding himself in situations where he keeps tripping the exact same way and having the same reaction. Did you have a, a favorite kind of gag or running gag? Because there's other ones, like he has songs in most of the episodes or all of them. He has... You know, his kind of voiceover things that he keeps returning back to and stuff like that. He's nutsack hanging out. Yeah. And... It's not necessarily that all of the examples of this were, um, I guess, thematically linked or anything. But in various episodes, there would be parts where the tone just gets, like, really manic. Like, the moments I'm thinking of are... Um, like when he's fighting Bigfoot and it's like kind of horror-y. There's the part where the monkey like keeps attacking him when he's recording. They shot him, they shot him. And um, the one that really got me is, I think it was earlier than both of them, like when he finally meets the guy in charge of the terrorist group. And it's a child. And it's a child. <laughs> yeah. Who, who asks him about Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I thought one that got you, would have got you, was... I'm going to go on the vision quest to see my grandfather. Hey, that's not my grandfather. That's somebody else's grandfather. (laughs) And then they're like, nobody's perfect. And the guy guy keeps talking. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Why would he go away? Or, ba- or back to the terrorist cell, there was always the one dedicated guy that cr- corrected him when he called it pube instead of pube. Pube, and you, even in the voiceover, even you hear the, the gun hit him. Like, oh, <laughs> one of my favorite gags, I already mentioned it, was fun fact just pops up on the screen and they're always gross or horrifying or never fun facts, except for one. One of them was a f- genuinely fun fact, which was... um. Oh my god, what was the word? There's a word that if you say it forwards oh, and you um, reverse it, it sounds the same backwards. Yes, there was that. And, it was and it's like it's one of the few of these things that I can't remember the, the term they used for it, but I was like, I, you, you know what? That is a fun fact. I didn't know that. Blowhole? <laughs> blowhole. If you reverse it, it sounds like blowhole. I'm like, okay. I'll take your word for a good. I haven't checked it myself. I haven't fact-checked it. Maybe Gohard's lying to me again. But I love mm. this every time. Fun fact, it just pops up on the screen. It's always like something gross. Yeah, I think it was. it's always, It's the only known Sonic palindrome or something. Yeah, yeah. well, a few only known ones. But I thought that, like, I like the fun fact gags because just to get into my own personal history, um, when we were at university... I was in a theatre um, group and I was in the committee for it and there was a member of that committee yeah, I like who, <laughs> who was a friend of, who was somebody I knew was a friend at a period of time we kind of drifted off and he was always a guy that would just say like, not always, when I say always say, what I mean is every now and then he would say, oh, fun fact and share something. You know, like how we do as humans. Yeah, it's a common... It's a common thing. It's a common way to introduce something that might not be well known. Well, well, I did that once at this committee meeting. And I was like, oh, oh fun fact. I was, And I was going to share something that was actually important. But I was like, oh, fun fact. And then everyone at that committee meeting who were friends with this guy more so than me stopped me dead in my tracks. And I was like, what, what are you doing? And this wasn't a joke. They were like deadly serious. That's this guy's phrase. You can't use that. And it was like he had a copyright on this phrase and they were very upset and very annoyed. And I tried to be like, oh, ha ha ha, very funny. Either way, fun fact, that they were like deadly serious and they were very annoyed at me. And for the rest of the committee meeting, I was shunned because I used fun fact, which will forever be his phrase apparently. So every time I hear fun fact, a little part of me relives that memory and I was like, I lived in an actual psychosis in that point because it felt like I was in a room Logic. full of Every... literal crazy people who were like telling me the same person that I did something wrong. When and you... I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> I know what's right here. This is a normal human when you told When you told me that story, I too always think about your story about it. I'm like, man, fun fact. It's just such a common thing. Every time you talk about being in that committee, there's always like bizarre stories. And that's always when I, so when Gohard did fun fact, I'm like, oh, whoa, did Gohard know that this is not his to take? <laughs> this is someone else's. Like, it's always yes. amusing. So Someone who was probably a child at that point. Did you have any standout other comedy moments or gags that uh, really like took you by surprise or made you laugh in particular? Um, the aforementioned iguana puppet salesman thing, which that was like his sitcom arch nemesis. My arch nemesis. And every time he interacted with him, the guy was like, oh, no, no, no. And that's that's how he was evil. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had a whole thing about like bargaining and like this guy just wouldn't bargain. He's like, no, no, $2. It has to be $2. He doesn't do haggles. Yeah. This guy, I, I love that one. I... I... One of the ones that just cracked me, I, I, I was in tears laughing at this, was when he was, and it's in the last episode too, 
where he was like, to prove your masculinity, your macho nature, you have to hold on to this thing that electrocutes you and see how much voltage you can handle. And he was talking about that. And then he was like, for the cost of my masculinity, I had like brain damage or whatever. And he's just standing there like drooling. And he's like, <laughs> oh, but don't worry. Quickly, I got back up and I started getting into the dance scene. And it's just like him comatose, catatonic, <laughs> drooling in a, like a rave party. And that, I don't know, it just got me. That one, that one got me. There's lots of, there's lots of gags like that. But I, I like what you mentioned. We, 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 we keep saying like, oh, it's kind of normal. But they really do have their weird, surreal moments. Like there's songs constantly throughout the show just keep popping up one of my, my favorite song was his whole island tour song in which he's just singing about that journey he's going on and his book he wants to write and just how pathetic he is in that episode as well like his little Ger- like his little german interpretation of what irish people wear was very amusing as well that also had a great running gag of like most of the people smashing a bottle over his head yeah glass they would glass him yeah Oh, I thought you were somebody else. And then they'd lift him up. <laughs> the same guy, just over and over again. I thought your favorite secondary character would be the the um the the owner of the house he was staying at in Ireland. That woman who like looked after him while he was in a coma. <laughs> who kept speaking like wooden tones, <laughs> yeah. very wooden acting, and she's like. Gerhard, are you okay? Gerhard, and then the doctor comes in and he's like, how long has he been like this? Ooh, 120 days. <laughs> like, that whole sequence of events was great. I loved it very, very much. And then he got out of his coma when they were like, he owes me this much money. <laughs> and that then, island episode, yeah, was a lot of fun characters. And his physical on. therapy that he had going back into the bar. <laughs> and oh, just... Just so many great things like that. One that kills me is when he gets the um, cold sore from kissing the Blarmy Stone. He gets the herpes. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, to cure himself, he just pisses off to the Bahamas. And he and he puts that in a part of his whole like of Ireland. Was I really enjoyed that part of my trip <laughs> to Ireland. The part where he wasn't there. Twice. <laughs> twice. Yeah, yeah, twice. Um, what else stands out to you about this show? Because... It is a weird little one to just throw at you and be like, here you go. Hmm. I find it kind of uh, kind of funny that two of the episodes were in California. Yes. It's like, it's only six episodes, but two of them are in like the same part of the world. Yeah, yeah. But one of them leaned towards the kind of Mexican culture, I guess. Yeah, the peninsula right at the south, whereas the other was like Los Angeles. Oh, we got to talk about Steven Spielberg properly. We keep mentioning Steven. <laughs> I keep saying Steven Spielberg's in this, but but could you detail Steven Spielberg's character arc in this show? He's arc in the manga here. Yes. So um, what was the first? It was the it wasn't the island episode. It was the one Amazon. Like, Amazon. When he was going, I think it was Amazon. When he was going up to not Amazon. I can't remember. It was one of the ones in did South he, America, right? Did he go to Rome? Oh, oh, Bolivia. Bolivia, of yes. course. When he was around Bolivia, we want to say, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, He went to some place in Bolivia, and he was talking about how it's a very popular place for tourists or people to visit. And then he just shows like, oh, and even look, even Steven Spielberg is here. <laughs> and there's this guy that looks like Steven Spielberg, just like hello, hello, and and then that's just the end of Steven <laughs> Spielberg in the Bolivia episode. So we think like, oh, okay, he's just chance encounter Steven Spielberg. Okay, fair enough. And then the isn't next that, isn't that interesting? Yeah. What a fun fact. And then in the next episode, Los Angeles, Steven Spielberg is like a recurring villain. Villain in that episode. Like at first, it's because he's 
on a part of the beach that is owned by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, it's part of his villa or whatever. Who, yeah, yeah. Who, beach house. Who, who, um... Beats si- him. Yeah, who simultaneously wants him to take his things and leave and also stop coming to take your things because it's on my beach. And 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 in this thing, in this scene, Steven Spielberg, you know, he's being a dick to him and... And again, this isn't actually Steven Spielberg. <laughs> it this isn't. is no, just no, some no. guy who looks like Steven Spielberg. And, and Gerhard, he's not, like, creating any lasting damage. Like, after Gerhard leaves this place... He know, never looks back. He never looks back. He and Steven Spielberg are not realistically going to... Meet know, again. Meet again or have a beef. And then the last half of the episode is about him wanting to find Bigfoot. Because why wouldn't you? Because why wouldn't you? He goes to a Bigfoot place. He meets all these hippies that get their own title cards and name <laughs> drops. That was amazing. It's a dog as well. And the dog too, yeah. Um, and then he, he actually has an encounter with Bigfoot, and it's one of the surreal sequences. We After a series earlier. of missing Bigfoot in obvious locations. Yep. Yeah. And it's very clear that this Bigfoot isn't just some wild creature because it can somewhat drive a car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it knows how to reverse and activate everything and it yeah, crashes yeah. into something. And then eventually he confronts it and unmasks it and it's just Steven Spielberg. Which is great because it ties into the Scooby-Doo conversation in the the other one with the kid because he's literally unmasked a monster and it's like, old man Spielberg! <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Which is great because it's got like, whether that was meant to or not, that's got like in there, that's in the show's identity. I, yeah, you know what, yeah, I was thinking like when he met all the hippie characters, I'm like, oh, the, there was some like hippie mm. imagery with Scooby-Doo. I, yeah, he had them, he had his hippie van that he lived in with these stoners and he had his social anxiety moment. And he had a dog with him? And he got high and he was like whoa freaking out and he just leaves <laughs> he's driving all over the road i love one of my favorite moments in that episode i love the bigfoot episode that's probably my favorite episode in the show that one's just consistently got a lot going on that it really appeals to me is when he interviews the big one of the bigfoot experts and the bigfoot expert is explaining how it's physically impossible for a human to replicate the walk of Bigfoot, the gate, the, yeah. the, the gate and he tries to not replicate it, like the way that old man is trying to see you can't do it, you can't do it, like the way he's doing that, and God being like, yeah obviously I mean look at me, and he's like doing the exact same thing, just that in itself was very funny, and then every now and then they would cut back to footage of that oh that's another occurring gag reenactment <laughs> Yes, it happened mostly early on, but it but was then always la- great. But then in one of the later ones, it came back just, just like when he's getting physically beaten the shit out of him. It's like reenactment. That might be yeah, some of my favorite stuff, especially the island one. Saint <laughs> <laughs> <Just like> Patrick <laughs> chewing away all the snakes. Out, out! I don't know. I don't know the the first one where it's explaining Buddha and they just yeah. got some fucking old dude smoking. The the basic thing is none of them are acting in the reenactment very well. They're just them in modern clothes just doing it with shitty effects or props. The St. Patrick one with the snakes is particularly great. I don't want to see you again. I never want to see you again. Out, out, damn snakes. <laughs> that was great. I like Yeah, they have a great sense to them and what works about Gerhard is it's only six episodes. Yeah. It doesn't overstay its welcome. The episodes aren't too long and like I've said they're well paced, like they're quickly paced. They don't linger too long. They don't try to 
make any grand statements or try to take people down a peg or anything. They're just having a silly thing. It's just silly fun. Here's Gerhard's great-grandfather grandfather doing the scene from Silence of the Lambs. Isn't that kind of funny? Where he's like, would you fuck me? I would fuck me in his old-timey <laughs> footage. And it's, see? See, that's what it's there for. Just that, that chuckle like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or here, we're going to do the Benny Hill theme while Gerhard's being chased by these tribes people. Yeah, a slightly off Benny Hill theme. Well, uh, it merges with the circus theme. The circus march. It goes from the... Well, the Benny Hill theme does that as well. Oh, does it? I can't yeah. remember if it blurs. If, if, it's been a while since I've heard the Benny Hill theme You mostly hear the beginning long. part, yeah. Right, right. Okay, but it actually does have the circus part. Okay, that's on me. Uh, I'm not a Benny Hill expert like Bartek. Bartek's the Benny Hill expert. I'm more of a Morecambe and Wise expert. Uh, but yeah, I liked that they did. Like, It just has a fun energy to it. And like you said, it's not bowling you over. It's not the most impressive thing. You, you enjoy it, but it's like not the greatest show ever made. Mm. But I like... But sometimes you just need a... Just, it's good. Yeah. It's not great. It's not the greatest thing ever. Like, I think it's pretty great just because of how innocent it is. It's just so innocent feeling. Like, it's it's rude and it's crude and it's parts. Like, come on. Did you get a chuckle out of his testicle hanging out and they pixelate it at any point? Yeah. Well, again, like the whole thing, there's always something funny going on. It's never shit. No, no, yeah. no. I, again, I like, they know that you, they know at a certain point too that a lot of this is carried by his voiceover. And they do great gags with that, such as when he's going back to the the Amazon one, where he's like, these people used to be savages when my great-grandfather or grandfather was around, and they're monsters. But nowadays, they're nice civilized people. Come here. Yeah, it's a great time. And then you see, like, it comes up that it was a sponsor thing from their tourism board. <laughs> They play into the structure really well without having to break the structure of the show. Like, with that one, when it was like the the mystery was solved because he remembered a context clue that was very obvious of cut back to the footage of the kid wearing a shirt with the giant mustache on it. And he's like, of course, they lied to me. Same shape as his grandfather's mustache, yeah. Yeah, they lied to me. And he goes <laughs> back there and he confronts a small child wearing a big mask on their head. And he's like, you'll take me there now. And they're like, okay. Like, and they just walk <laughs> off. Yeah, go hard, Ranky. It's, it's simple. It's effective. It's lean, mean. I just like that it exists. Because think about it. 2003, Comedy Central. You saw all the shows it was advertising at the credits or when it came back from ad breaks. Crank Yankers, uh, The Chappelle Show. South Park. Uh, South Park. All of these these big titans that have stayed around or have had a bigger legacy. And then you have a little show like this that just exists, which is not... Like, I'm not saying it's forgotten completely, but look at this. Go to IMDb right now. How many episodes does the show have? Oh, zero because they haven't entered any episodes individually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, oh, who's the cast in it? Is there anyone else? Are they going to credit the guy who played Spielberg? Oh, no, no. No, just Gerhard. Oh, and Bigfoot. <laughs> Are they going to credit that one guy who played, like, the, the professor about the, the dick cream era? No, no, no. No, just Gerhard and Bigfoot. And they just say California episode for Bigfoot. What's that? Go to the California episode IMDb. Oh, it doesn't exist. Because Gerhard, like, that's how, like, limited the appreciation for this is get it on dvd oh go fuck yourself you're not gonna get it on dvd why is it on youtube evidently there's a level of this show has not a great amount of like uh legacy and respect so 
Comedy Central, I don't know what their view is. I don't care. But like, you would expect for a Comedy Central show, you wouldn't expect to find it on YouTube fully. But here you are. And the one I linked you, Bartek, that's not the only person who has uploaded full episodes of Gerhard. It was just one of the first ones I found. There's multiple playlists hmm. of full episodes of Gerhard Renke. And why? Um, why do you think that is? Like, why do you think this show kind of... I mean, it's a proper American comedy show on a big network. How, how... Why do you think it has just kind of fallen into this crevice like Double the Fist did, an Australian comedy show? We're used to that with Australian comedy shows where they're little and they have this kind of attitude towards it where it's like, ah, it's done and we're not really going to preserve it in any way. Why do you think Gerhard Renke's Wonderlust kind of has this effect as well? Maybe people just don't know about it. Like you said, IMDb, usually even for minor things, does at least have listings for every episode or yeah. at least like tell you numerous people that are in it and how many episodes they are specifically in, even which ones they are. Yeah. This show... Not at all. I did look at the IMDb and there was shockingly less than I was expecting, even for a minor thing. Yeah. Do you think Gerhard Renke could come back as a character? Do you think you could bring this character back into the forefront? Recently, Borat came back. No one expected Borat to come back, but he came back. Yeah. Do you think Borat could come... I mean, not Borat. Do you think... Gerhard Renke could come back, and in what capacity do you think he could? Hmm. Yeah, maybe he maybe he could come back. It was a bit, a bit of an older character, but like still kind of sticking to what he was doing back then. Um, what do you think? Like, how do you think he could do it? Like, what do you think? Because we said with Posh Nosh, now that's a YouTube thing. You could put that on YouTube. Like, you could have little five-minute things on YouTube. Do you think it could benefit from, like, that kind of affair? Like, do you think it needs to have full half-hour-long episodes, or do you think you could have just sketches of Gerhard visiting a place, or Gerhard doing another type of show? Because I think I was looking on YouTube, there's just random sketches, like, four-minute things from the actor who played Gerhard on his YouTube channel of Gerhard Renke's America, where he's just traveling around America doing little things. I think in one of the YouTube comments, it mentioned something about him going to Tokyo. Yeah, I think. yeah. I think they were saying it's not that great, but it exists somewhere. Do you think that you could put him in that sphere of putting him just as little five-minute, ten-minute sketches on, on a YouTube platform? Or do you think maybe a streaming service for like a little show could do? What do you think? Or do you think don't even bother at all? I mean, I, th I feel like the potential is there if you can still have, like, the same kind of, you know, tone and writing. Like I said, there, there mm. was always something funny going on. There was clearly effort that was put in that succeeded in that way, in, in this way that I really respect. So... When's he going to come to Australia? That's a good question. Did When's he, he going to come here? How often did he come to the Southern Hemisphere in the show? Exactly. I don't think at all. Well, he went to South America. Is Thailand South yeah. Hemisphere? I think it's roughly around. And he went to South American area as well. Mm. Um, what about... I would love to see Gerhard Renke come back in some way. I think YouTube is the best place for him to, to be. Um, or some easy like site like that. I think you could have him do this kind of thing. If you wanted to expand him into bringing him back for like a streaming service like Netflix or whatever, I think you could easily do it. I think he just needs to have a purpose in it. Like he can still do his travel show, but maybe there's a stronger 
purpose of what he's doing like how um i don't know if you've watched it but there's that travel show that uh um the guy from tickled the documentary tickled has on netflix dark tourist he has his travel show and that's kind of like a comedy but real life travel showy kind of thing and i could see gerhard ranky kind of doing something like that but you know fictionalized and you could even have Again, this kind of is like, well, this goes against, in a way, of what Gerhard is. I mean, you want to keep him simple and effective and kind of naive and innocent, but you could have it be, like, you could hit harder with him making statements about the world at large and or the format of television. Maybe even have it that travel shows don't exist anymore, and he's, like, the last one, because really... Mm. They don't really exist anymore in the way that they did when he was doing this back in 2003. Things have changed. People have vlogs. Where's Gerhard Ranke's vlogs? Yeah, maybe you could have a more, like, running narrative kind of thing going on. I mean, yeah, where he has to try and, like, like find his great-great-grandmother. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, whatever the show ends up being, maybe there's, like, a, a central mission statement that he's always working towards. I don't know. Yeah. Anything else you want to discuss about Gerhard Renke's Wanderlust? Um, Other than his cocoa addiction? <laughs> he worked very hard to get over that, and he was tempted many, many times. He, he, was a, he was a victim. I think Buddha did say that man has 108 temptations, and I guess cocoa is one of them. <laughs> so dumb. Anything else you want to say about Gerhard Renke? Uh, no, I think we got it. Do you have anything? Um, not that I can think of. I would love to talk to someone involved in this show because it is a thing I think about of like this existed. This came to be. Jimmy Kimmel was involved. I was about to say, talk this to Jimmy. Guy, this guy yeah, talk to Jimmy. This guy who played Gerhardy, like he hasn't got a large catalogue behind him on IMDB. Like he seems to be more leaning towards being a writer, it seems more so than an actor. So I kinda wanna know like how did this, like, how did this get made? Like, where did this come from? Like, where did Gerhard Renke come from for a start? Yeah. Like, where did that character start? Was it just you made a script with this character? Or was it something that used to exist on stage or what? Because... Yeah, maybe it's a character he just used to play with his friends or something. It's a voice, right? You could just see it being like, hello, it's me, Gerhard, <laughs> on the phone. You could see it being that kind of character. But I'd love to hear... Kind of like a behind-the-scenes thing, too. Because, like you said, he actually travels to the places. Yeah, that's true. Or at least that's how it seems. Because also, they do have that thing where it's like, nice stock footage of the thing. Because we couldn't be bothered to get footage of it. <laughs> right? But it seems like he travels to the actual places. And again, with this cheap little shitty... Not shitty, but like this cheap little comedy show where it's like out of nowhere. Like, it feels like a weird thing. Where did they get the budget to do... Like, you know what I mean? Like, here I am. I'm pitching my comedy show. I want to have it be where I travel around the world doing things. <laughs> oh, that's a bold pitch. Comedy Central just gave him that? I guess so. But like, these are things I want to know because when you look up Gerhard Renke, there's just no real information other than it existed. And I think that's a shame. I think that's a shame. I think there's, there, there's some... I, I, I reckon that there's some interesting stories that could be hiding behind the scenes of this that I just haven't found to be revealed anywhere. Um, I'd love to hear them. Yeah, maybe if there's like an interview he did somewhere with, I don't know, some podcast. I would hope so. Where's Gerhard's podcast? <laughs> his pod- that, could, that could be another version, yeah. Well, I want to like a... see his testicle, though. Oh, we can draw that. I don't want to hear it. 
<laughs> don't want to hear the testicle? I don't want to hear it in a podcast. I want to see it pixelated on the screen. <laughs> it wouldn't be Gerhard without his pixelated testicle hanging out. The one good time to be pro-censorship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pro-censorship mo- moments really worked in this show's favor, didn't it? It was, it was wonderful. <laughs> like the shooting the ping-pong balls out of his ass. That was that was great. My wife walked out of the room and then came back, and she came back to that and didn't know what was happening because, again, the show moves quickly. And she was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, well, Rachel, obviously this, 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 and this happened, and you missed it in the span of 30 seconds. That's on you. Yeah, he's, he's earning the money that he was meant to spend. Oh, one last thing. I love in each episode, there's always like the local person he forms a bond with in each city or each place. And the the first episode, I really liked the, um, um, what was it? The guy driving him. Uh, I don't know what that was called. Oh, was the, it? Um, the Duk Duk driver. Yeah, the Tuk Tuk driver. Tuk Tuk driver. I liked him. Because Gerhard's saying, like, all of this stuff, and he's clearly not understanding what the fuck he's talking about, and just, like, continues on. It was really nice at the end of the credits, they had more with that guy between him and Gerhard, because that, that was fun, it was cute, I don't know, it was, it was amusing. <laughs> um, so, Gerhard Rankin's Wonderlust. Let us know uh, what your thoughts and opinions are on the show. Have you seen it? You can hit us up on those social medias, Facebook and Twitter, Spit and Polish Presents. And you can email us at spitandpolished at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts, opinions on this. Is it a televisual event? Is it worth preserving, seeing again, finding out more information on? Or is it this overrated thing that deserves to be left in the dark, in the past? And do we recommend it, Ryan? I do. I do too. Do, 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 too, do, 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 do. Yeah. All right, boo-boo. Do like Ryan and pace out the episodes. Don't just watch them in one sitting. I don't know. They're, they're pretty fast. Like, they, I can see that energy. I just, I was just, I don't tend to sit down and watch multiple episodes of, like, this kind of show in one sitting, but you can easily do it. You can. I did it's it. It's a comfort show. That's it. It's a comfort show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Well, until next time, travelers. <laughs> The, the travellers of the podcast realm. Yes. Remember, fun fact. Fun fact is a normal phrase that human beings use, and you do not own it. You can just say it. So anyone can say the phrase, fun fact. <laughs> <laughs>